You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. On this segment of uh, Travel Express with Ibrahim uh, Baratia. Ibrahim Ba. Ibrahim Ba. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful uh, Tuesday evening. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Shafat. Yeah, it's been a bit topsy turvy weather wise, but uh, alhamdulillah, the day was good and uh, the evening's even better as it goes. Alhamdulillah. Now, as you say, topsy-turvy and, uh, you know, when an inclement uh, weather sets in, uh, we generally go in for gabrat mode. And in my case, <laughs> uh, you know, where I'm in uh, Prospectin or the Springer Beach area, you won't believe it. Uh, from uh, three this morning, we've got no lights. Uh, and I, whenever the rain comes, I know exactly what happens. And I tell, uh, you know, my wife, it's, uh, it's going to be one of those days when, the, like, days, when exactly. that power, power station or the substation is going to blow up. Yeah. And she says, why? I said substandard work and true to form, <laughs> but <laughs> they're busy uh, repair, you are, you are repairing it. There was a subst- uh, substation that blew. We are aware of that because, uh, of course, we had the whole of Prospect and Industrial Park calling us and telling us. So uh, I think that has been re- resolved to some extent, uh, if I'm correct in saying that. But uh, yeah, what you're saying is correct uh, because of the low lying uh, nature of the area and the uh, Pension for water to accumulate rather quickly when there's a huge uh, downpour suddenly. Yeah, it lends itself to those conditions. And try as we may, it's going to take some time, take a lot of money if we are going to a, do something uh, concrete that's going to be sustainable and lasting to solve the problem. So, uh, in other words, bah, whenever there's a downpour, expect. Yeah. Okay. Get, your, get your umbrella up. <laughs> Yeah, get the umbrella and so far the poor animals too won't even go out. They all stay indoors. Well, let's talk about the Emiratis. Uh, does a U-turn uh, suspends the flight to Israel under further notice? What's that all about, Ba? Yeah, the thing is, I think most airlines are doing that. And uh, this is uh, peculiar because uh, Emirates, uh, which of course, you know, is based in Dubai, uh, it has suspended all flights to Israel until further notice. Duty, due to the escalating uh, problems uh, in, or shall I say, the slaughter of innocents in Gaza. And uh, this abrupt decision follows the airline's announcement just a day earlier to reduce the flights to Tel Aviv by two-thirds. So basically what it is, uh, like yesterday, they said, oh, okay, fine, we're going to reduce the number of flights coming in and out of Tel Aviv by two-thirds. And uh, the day after that, they say, oh, sorry, we're stopping everything altogether, right? So this is uh, what it is, of course, citing uh, heightened security concerns. Uh, During the suspension, of course, uh, passengers with orbit connections will not be permitted to board their flight ex Dubai uh, or from the original departure points. And uh, this is going to generate some uh, inconvenience, uncertainty among travelers who will have to make alternative arrangements. I don't know what arrangements if they're going to make, uh, if it's by air. I'm not sure who's still flying in and out of there. I'm not sure I didn't look at it because I don't think it's uh, something that concerns me right now. I have advised all our passengers not to travel to that area. And uh, of course, the, the airline will do the usual stuff, give them flexibility to explore a either postponement refunds uh, or rebooking and things like that. And uh, of course, they had, the airline itself has decided to waive any change and cancellation charges for tickets 
issued on or before October 11, 2023, with travel valid until, of course, November 30th. And, uh, of course, Emirates reiterated that passenger safety is of paramount importance to them and uh, underscores that decision to suspend all flights to and from Tel Aviv. Uh, passengers affected, of course, uh, will receive full refund, according to them. And uh, decisions come against the escalating tensions. You know, I love the way they put it, you know, tensions. Murder and mayhem, and they call it escalating tensions. But anyway, that's what it is. And, uh, of course, they just glossing over the hundreds of uh, casualties and thousands of uh, those who have been injured, many of them killed. And of course, they'll use that term on both sides, you know. Uh, of course, the situation remains fluid and they say that they will be giving updates. And in a related development bar, British Airways also diverted a flight from uh, London to Tel Aviv and uh, brought it back home again. Uh, again, citing safety concerns. So uh, that's what's going on in the in that area. In the insofar as the airlines are concerned, Bar. Yeah, Jazakallah, and uh, you know all this is orchestrated. Uh, oh. A thought that's uh, uh, running through my mind, Bar, is uh, you know all these airlines. Uh, you know, you talk about these big airlines, Qatari Airlines, and these uh, Emiratis, and so forth. Uh, they at the beck and call of the Zionist and uh, the uh, you know the Zionist uh, brigade who are generally the conglomerates of this world and control and patrol airlines, shipping lines, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So these Arabs have to be pally-pally with them. Otherwise, uh, they will not get these uh, routes, and uh, perhaps uh, these people will give it to those uh, that obey them at the beck and call, uh, Ba. 100% correct insofar as that goes, Ba. The thing is, uh, you know, they use the, the either financial and other media and other uh, stooges that support them worldwide uh, to uh, wield that influence. And whilst you're talking about that, can you imagine that they would sink to such levels now? They are demanding that uh, the soccer stadia in in the UK, the Premier League clubs, uh, light up the stadia in blue and white. Now, can you imagine how sickening the mind to go to that extent? Huh? Shocking. This is the, 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 the uh, how shall I say, the creature that you are dealing with. The gall. Yeah. So don't be surprised by anything. Yeah? Don't be surprised. The thing is, what is the only good thing I can see coming out of it amongst others is the fact that uh, we all maintain that, uh, you know, Allah's will prevails. The thing is, it is clearly separating all the hypocrites and all the Israeli firsters away from the true believers and those that believe that uh, what is right is right and that standing strongly on the side of the Palestinians. So uh, that is one thing. The thing is, you know, they, they cannot hide anymore where all these uh, lap dogs of theirs, as I call them, are busy bleating and shouting on the top of their voice from every corner of the world uh, on social or, or, or mainstream media that, oh, Israel has a right to defend itself, that usual canal that they keep taking out everywhere, you know. But uh, anyway, to hell with all of them. Let them go and sort themselves out. I'm sick of them, really. Well, fair is foul. Foul is fair. You know who's yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Shakespeare, you were talking about the soccer stadiums too, hey? I mean, there's it, uh, Ibrahim. But looking at those uh, soccer clubs and looking at uh, the Premier League, most mm. of the money, I mean, uh, prize money, even the golf, and you look at the uh, 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 the F1 and all, all the prize money is given yes. by whom? 
Talk to us, Ba. The sponsorship, I mean, everywhere you see Emirates. If you look at F1, there's Emirates and lately Qatar and all these big names, you know, that uh, are, of course, of uh, Arab uh, origin. And uh, you look at the main clubs over there, Manchester City, Newcastle United, and until recently, that chick, uh, Jassim, I think, of Qatar was, uh, was well, United, yes. And United, and so it goes on, you know. The thing is, look at the end of the day, it's a question of priorities, Ba. Hey, either you are a human being and you subscribe to the tenets that are laid down by Allah, insofar as the manner in which you conduct yourself in everything you think, feel, say, or do, or you are after material or worldly gain in this temporal existence. And it is patently clear, clear to see, with anyone with the eyes to see, that is, as to where these people have their priorities fixed. So if that is what they want, and yes, uh, the thing is the Palestinians will suffer a lot of death and destruction, uh, you know, in this ongoing uh, uh, scenario, right? And of course, the world is uh, deaf, dumb and blind, looking the other way, not just that, but uh, inciting more violence, sending not one but two aircraft carrier groups into the Eastern Mediterranean, uh, promising money and, and weapons and, 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 and. Uh, to the end degree, to the uh, apartheid regime in Israel. So uh, let them do what they want. The thing is, they'll be called out for whatever they are doing, and they will be held accountable, if not in this uh, existence. Uh, in the court of Allah, they will definitely answer for it. Yeah, and they uh, they even tell you, well, uh, look at 9-11 is nothing. I mean, how they can talk like that? This is 9-11 times 10, uh, Ba. Yeah, well, 9-11, if, if anyone knows anything about what went down there, it was Mossad and, the, of course, the, uh, Agents, yes. alphabet, the alphabet agencies of America that sold their own people down the drain that, uh, you know, conspired to destroy uh, not just the two twin towers, but also Building 7, as they call it, in controlled demolition. And, of course, blame it on some hapless uh, Arabs, some of whom are still alive and well, mind you. And uh, it's just a whole lot of nonsense that they like uh, the people to believe. And unfortunately, if one isn't uh, streetwise and smart enough to investigate matters for themselves from alternative sources, and they sort of give up their God-given right to think, then of course they will be falling prey to all this machination of the media that is owned by them. Well, Ba, let's take a deep breath and unplug and reconnect at uh, these campsites <laughs> uh, in South Africa. I think that's uh, the best thing we can do. Come back, give us yeah, some of well, these. We look basically in this uh, topic, we'll be looking at uh, some of the uh, the main campsites in South Africa, basically in, in Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal, and I would think uh, Western Cape as well. So uh, what they say is, uh, welcome to an adventure-packed radio journey. I don't know what they're talking about, maybe it's us over here, through South Africa's captivating campsites, where nature meets luxury and wilderness intertwines with serenity. Uh, now, the camping sites that we are talking about, some are the real rough and tough ones, yeah. The others, of course, are what they call uh, glamping with a G, all right? It's glamorous camping where you have all your facilities that you'll normally have at home or be slightly different where it comes with well-equipped kitchen, on-suite facilities, uh, toilets, showers, and, and the like. Uh, so, yeah, starting with the Gauteng, 
We begin with the charming uh, bush willow tented camps in uh, Muldersdorf countryside. And uh, it has a perfect blend of uh, outdoor living and chic comfort. And uh, there's two styles of tents to, on offer. One is open plan for those who love that open space sort of feeling. And those who want a bit more privacy where it's partitioned. And of course, each tent comes with uh, six, six campus-style single beds, cozy mattresses, and things like that. So you can forget your, your sleeping bags. This is like uh, you're living in the bush in the lap of luxury, basically. And uh, if you're looking for a different experience, then you can head to Kaswane Mountain Reserve near Rustenburg. That's further north, I would think. And this haven in Gauteng offers a wilderness escape, uh, basically a paradise for hikers and nature enthusiasts with well-maintained hiking trails, indigenous wildlife, and uh, offering breathtaking high-felt landscapes. In KZN, let's venture to Injisutu Camp. I hope I'm saying that right. And again, a paradise for adventure seekers, a variety of hiking trails, and a comfortable stay amid untamed beauty of Mother Nature. And this is uh, set in a uh, magnificent uh, mountain range of the Drakensberg. So it's a visual treat uh, with towering cliffs and lush valleys and, of course, crystal clear streams. Uh, for the taste of the wild, you can head to Bonamanzi Game Reserve in Shlushluwe. This reserve offers authentic African experiences. And um, from basic to well-equipped sites, and, of course, the highlight is the exceptional wildlife viewing uh, that includes the big five and uh, safaris and guided game drives, uh, you know, in addition. And uh, of course, a lot of uh, bird enthusiasts, will you believe, uh, have a field day out here due to the rich uh, sort of uh, bird life that uh, habits in this place. And uh, in the Western Cape, of course, we've got the Algeria campsite, nor forget North Africa here. Uh, a place where scenic splendor meets comfort. And this is amongst the unique rock formations, unique flora, and of course, nightly stargazing out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the Cedarberg's network of hiking trails, uh, you know, they are just inviting exploration. And of course, they have fire pits, picnic tables, ablution facilities, the usual stuff. And of course, you can also explore the ancient sand, rock art, right, that adds a cultural dimension to this adventure. And uh, further along, you get the Sitsikama, which is, of course, a national park that's world famous. And uh, it goes through the forest, the Storm River's mouth. I'm not sure if you've been there. I've been. It's quite a, quite a beautiful place, I must add. And, of course, the usual stuff for any adventure getaway the soothing sounds of the ocean, the uh, marine and forest ecosystem all to boot. And finally, we have the Kotel Bay Resort near Cape Town that allows you to set your tent right on the beach. So you have the uh, the waves at your doorstep, literally. And uh, in the background, you have the Hottentot Holland Mountains as a backdrop. And uh, very scenic, and it allows you to experience beauty of South Africa's coast like never before. So uh, there's no shortage of these uh, camping sites, and I, I dare say 
that uh, when it comes to camping sites, uh, South Africa is right up with the best of them anywhere across the globe. Yeah, no bears there, but uh, Alhamdulillah, you know, really, uh, you, I mean, you, Sitsikama one, I haven't been there, but, but uh, you know, most of the camping is doing our youth days to go down to our own river mouth and mm. maybe uh, La Mesi, you know, everyone, hey, you went to La Mesi and that was a place to go. And uh, the Sundays and Saturdays or picnic <laughs> days were the Blue Lagoon. Mm -hmm. Mr. Adam and he's a Blue Lagoon. You remember, yeah. what was your favorite chow there by Mr. Adam uh, Bach? Well, I did say I like those sandwiches, those steak sandwiches that they made, which is something out of this world, I think. Yeah, toasted steak and also there was the, what, toasted baked beans. Of yeah. course, we just go over there for a snack, not necessarily for a full, full on meal, you know. A wonderful gentleman indeed. I love yep. his cover with new, uh, good, always smiling, always smiling. Yeah, uh, and always very warm and inviting, you know. Everyone, he had a smile for them. Yeah. Well, moving on, uh, Ba, I believe uh, that South Africans are friendly and warm. That's, what's, <laughs> uh, that's what makes them different. Well, I live in South Africa, uh, uh, and you live in South Africa. <laughs> Let's talk about it, Ba. Well, it's a turn up for the book, and maybe this uh, Absolutely. person who actually wrote that uh, might have had uh, maybe a singular or a few pleasant experiences in the general drama of mm -hmm. crime, violence, and uh, pain that uh, we know for a fact. Uh, so, uh, true to form, this is someone that is, I think, a South African that's living in the Netherlands, that's uh, Holland, for those who uh, don't know where the Netherlands are. And uh, she's been putting out uh, TikTok uh, videos, uh, basically called Humans Talk Humans, and uh, sharing her experiences uh, in her recent visit to South Africa, highlighting, of course, the warmth and friendliness of uh, its people. Look, there is no doubt South Africans generally are warm and friendly. I'm not talking about the ones on the wrong side of the track that do all the wrong things. But uh, what she says, in contrast, the Netherlands was described as a place where people tend to keep very much to themselves. And having been there, I, I know exactly what she's talking about. They'll walk past you without even looking, either a looking into their phones or their gadgets or something, let alone smiling. I don't know, they may think that their faces will crack if they should smile. But uh, she's right in what she's saying. And uh, she said she thinks, uh, opines, that the secret to South Africa's friendly people might be more than just the sun. She believed it could be rooted in a deep love for God and a sense of culture. And I, I, I believe that is true. The thing is, if you are in tune with your creator and you understand the bigger picture, then your culture that would have developed in that sort of environment would uh, sort of manifest itself in your caring for your fellow human being. And uh, of course, uh, TikTok has resonated with the sentiments shared and highlighting uh, how South Africa striking up a conversation with strangers and lending a helping hand is commonplace. Uh, the sense of community, openness and friendliness is what sets South Africa apart and what makes it a special place to call home as opposed to where she's living in Netherlands, I would think. But then by and large, uh, a lot of uh, Europe is cold, as is, of course, America. So uh, I think uh, this is what uh, warms their heart when they come here, that there is uh, genuine friendliness and, uh, you know, warmth and openness, of course, if you can call it that. So whilst we have our fair share of challenges that we alluded to when we started this uh, topic, I think it's the warmth and welcoming nature that shines through and leaves a lasting impression on anyone 
uh, you know, from outside who experiences it. And uh, can, yeah, this is what makes us stand out on the global stage, I dare say. Gee, you know, you make a point, and as I said, you know, perhaps uh, uh, being more religious. I mean, I look at the Hindus. They are so religious. Uh, you know, most of them of uh, the Hindutva Brigade or the BJP become mm-hmm. haters of Islam. And uh, then you get the uh, B- Buddhist. They uh, become uh, uh, very phobic against Islam. You look, you look at the Christians. So sometimes uh, religion is, uh, you know, it has uh, the opposite uh, effect, Abba. Yeah, but then again, we've got to look at the adherence to that particular faith. You know, I uh, I understand what you're saying very clearly. The thing is, you will always get that fanatical and lunatic fringe in any sort of scenario. So, uh, whilst it is uh, gaining momentum, I mean, they are the. I'm talking about India is basically, and it's a crazy leader, are basically aping uh, the behavior of. Uh, apartheid Israel right now insofar as what they are doing. And uh, uh, I don't know. The thing is, it is said that uh, come towards the end time, the thing is, uh, all you have to do is believe in Allah and his uh, messenger. And uh, that is what will happen to you. And we are seeing it firsthand ourselves. Pa. So uh, I'm not surprised because uh, I think it, that hatred is uh, born out of the fact that them knowing that they are on the wrong path, that they have lost their way and that Islam is the only way but their hearts will not allow them to admit it, A, firstly to themselves, or to to change the way they live or the, the, the choice of religion that they might follow because of the fact that, A, they've been raised in that environment and indoctrinated into those belief systems that they find it too difficult because can you imagine uh, what an earth-shaking movement it would be for them to suddenly sit back and say, you know what, I'm sorry I made a mistake. They will never admit to that. They'd rather kill us or say bad things about us every chance they get rather than admit to what's going on inside their heads. Well, upon taking the bar, and then uh, we get into the nitty-gritty again of uh, the yeah. Palestinian uh, flavor. Mm. Hey, Canada grounds the first officer pilot for wearing pro-Palestinian colors in uniform. What's going on there, bar? Well, look, uh, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, Canada is now uh, classed as an international Nazi lover. I'm sure you heard about that episode where uh, yes. a former Nazi SS Waffen uh, sort of conscript was given a standing ovation by every member, including the Prime Minister of Canada in the um, House of Parliament. So uh, this is uh, the, the same old, same old playing out again. I mean, if this guy maybe supported so it's Palestinian colors, pro-Palestinian colors on his uniform. He wasn't wearing a flag or anything of the sort, right? Just to show solidarity and uh, hats off to him for uh, wearing his heart on his sleeve over there. But uh, of course, uh, they can't uh, understand that or they don't want to understand that. And uh, being uh, in charge or being the uh, people that make the rules over there, they promptly suspended him. Okay, he was the first officer on a flight, and I think uh, maybe Montreal-based. And, uh, of course, to add flavor to it, to say that we are not uh, doing this just because of that, they suddenly brought up the issue of the pilot's social media post that contained allegedly profane comments regarding Israel. So what is Israel a god? Here you can blaspheme God, you can blaspheme his prophets, you can even uh, get them murdered, yeah? And... Say just what you want about anybody on earth, but don't you dare 
even contemplate saying anything against apartheid Israel, then you are toast, my friend. So this is a classic case of what is going on. A storm in a teacup, making a big deal out of nothing. Okay? And uh, of course, the airline said that they are uh, taking it very seriously, blah, 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 and uh, they are firmly denouncing all forms of violence, which is just a lie, a bare shame, shame-faced lie, right, that they are talking about. And uh, of course, Air Canada has uh, suspended its flight routes as uh, as well as the others to Tel Aviv. And uh, they say that their response underscores its commitment to maintaining a neutral stance. Ha! Can you believe such nonsense? Mm. But uh, this is them. They will lie to you shamelessly to your face. And uh, he said that, of course, the uh, pilot in question has been suspended and uh, his tweets, etc., etc., do not uh, publicly represent the company in a manner inconsistent with its value. So I don't know what kind of values they're talking about, if they've got any values left after what they've done. Yeah, it's a valueless world, Abba. And, you know, this morning when I went out shopping... It's all the, the, the perverts and the deranged that are in charge now. They've been put in charge over there for that specific purpose. Yeah, they make things in life uh, miserable and difficult uh, for... Yeah. All in sundry, bar. A simple thing. That's why they find, you know, these dregs of societies. Uh, they've been programmed by their masters how to deal with the the public. Exactly. Uh, them, you know, squeeze them and make them feel uh, miserable. Yeah, they've got no option, bar, because they got the dirt on them. Every one of them is put there, and they've got the dirt on them. So they don't toe the line. Out they go, and they bring in another stooge and put them in, and so it goes. Yeah, bar. This morning. This is why if you are your own man and you have faith and trust in Allah and his Rasulullah that you cannot be bought and paid for, they can tell you nothing. But the minute they have you, you can do nothing. You just have to toe the line. Mm, or be absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and, uh, you know, this morning I went shopping and uh, you know, unwittingly I had my Palestinian scarf on. Yeah, yeah. Walking and then I noticed, you know, a few of our brothers wishing me, and I wonder what so many guys. Then I know, hey, stuff <laughs> on, and then you walk I'm sure, into. I, I'm sure you might have attracted a fair amount of dirty looks as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When you go to the Woolworths and the pick and yeah, pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happens. I mean, uh, yeah, you wear your heart on your sleeves, uh, bar. Finally, let's go on and uh, talk about uh, uh, Ryanair sees, uh, you know, the summer travel hit due to Boeing uh, delivery delays. So the Boeing are still, uh, you know, running the roost, uh, Ba? Yeah, well, uh, I think they're talking specifically of a uh, uh, an aircraft uh, in their lineup. And this is the 737 that, uh, you know, the bread and butter of uh, the uh, domestic uh, routes and things like that. So basically, the airline, that's Ryanair, uh, is looking ahead now. Summer has come and gone in, in, in the Northern Hemisphere, as you know, right? So I think most probably they are looking ahead to 2024, June, July, August, September, that, that time, right? And uh, they were expected to receive 14 out of the 27 aircraft that were ordered for delivery by late December. And they say that this number is going to be falling short uh, down to 10. Uh, because of uh, the supplier. Now, they don't buy the plane directly from Boeing. They lease it from uh, intermediaries and companies that specialize in this uh, business. And, uh, of course, uh, they express concern that this uh, delay could result in a further, uh, you know, drop in the number of Boeing that are delivered by next summer. They were looking 
uh, you know, and uh, more than I think uh, 50 or so, and they they should be getting if they are lucky uh, by about 40 or something by next summer. But that is also up in the air. And it's anyone's guess uh, how soon they're going to get the uh, aircraft. And of course, they will be losing out because they set a target for themselves of transporting 200 million passengers next year. Now that's a big number, by whichever way you look at it. And I guess being a no-frills airline, uh, you know, they, they are popular because the flights within Europe are dirt cheap, if, you, if you're looking at it. And the preferred way to travel as opposed to fast uh, trains, uh, high-speed trains and driving yourself. And uh, of course, Boeing is still grappling with several problems related to its narrow-body jets and difficulties in production, uh, post-pandemic production that is hampering uh, the delay, and of course, there is a demand for new aircraft. So, uh, the Ryanair has considered talking to Airbus, but Airbus being so ever popular is limited, and they will, won't have availability anytime before 2030, so they are out of the game. And, uh, of course, uh, Boeing responded to Ryanair's comments, uh, emphasizing its commitment to their partnership, and uh, basically saying that, uh, look, uh, we know what the situation is and we'll do our best to sort of uh, meet the targets. But uh, on the background of all this happening, Boeing shares experienced a decline as well as those of Ryanair just because of this announcement. And uh, rival airline EasyJet uh, announced its order of 157 Airbus aircraft with the possibility of an additional 100 deliveries extending until 2034. So you can understand why Ryanair is not getting a look in because their order books are full already on the Airbus side. So that's where we are insofar as Ryanair and Boeing goes, huh? Well, the spot on there, bar uh, right on uh, 29 minutes. All right, you're nearly on 30 minutes there. Power your parting words uh, this evening. Yeah, I, I'm going to read you a poem I came across that I liked very much. Go for it, Bob. Bear with me. It's called Not by Erin Hansen. You are not your age, nor the size of clothes you wear. You are not your weight or the color of your hair. You are not your name or the dimples in your cheeks. You are all the books you read and all the words you speak. You are your croaky morning voice and the smiles you try to hide. You're the sweetness in your laughter and every tear you've cried. You're the songs you sing so loudly when you know you're all alone. You're the places that you've been to and the one that you call home. You are the things that you believe in and the people that you love. You're the photos in your bedroom and the future you dream of. You made of so much beauty, but it seems that you forget when you decided that you were defined by all the things you are not. I liked it. I hope you did. I did, Abba. Uh, definitely. And uh, you are all the books you read. Hey, Barnai, <laughs> we have read all the Quran over and over and over. That's the ultimate book. Jazakallah, Kayla, Kayla, Abba. Thank you so much for the ah, Bless you. And our listeners out there. And uh, I just hope and pray that uh, Allah you know, grant some sukun, some peace and victory ultimately to the Palestinian people. Inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. You have a blessed and a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'd like to thank Lukolo for top engineering. I keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.